Hello, hello. My name's Ross Fertel. I'm Faithful Reader on the Forums, and with me is... Nathan Guichui Miracle. And we are here to discuss the entries in the sixth challenge of Make It So's third season, the Grey Matters Challenge. And I believe I'm in the last podcast. I think this will be the most difficult challenge of the year. And I think that's probably still true. As do I. I'm, I'm looking at these entries, and there, there's a lot of stuff the contestants did here. There's a lot of referencing that needs to be done, so much so that I've, I actually had to create a visual aid just to not go completely insane with this. Yes, and I believe we really got three completely different entries. Uh, two of them... Team Spock and Team Kira uh, kind of work with the same subset of dilemmas, but went about it a completely different way. And then Team Riker just went with a whole different set of dilemmas. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed like even more so than Challenge 5, there was a better subset of completely different styles of entries, so to speak. Absolutely. All right, so I believe it would probably make much sense to start off with Team Spock. He's from the original series, so we'll start with him. All right. Oh, um, I'll also note that if you're listening to this on iTunes, courtesy of the awesome Corbin Johnson, you're kind of missing out on the visual aids that are on the YouTube. So if you want to have an idea of what we're talking about with these visual aids, you might want to go there. Um, I'll also see if I could post these visual aids in a post on the forums. But um, start, starting off with the Team Spock Dilemma, biggest profit of the year. So, uh, based just on the title and on the lore, you would expect some acquisition or greed-based dilemmas there. And instead we start out with stopping the personnel with most law. Hmm... That doesn't really line up, does it? Right. Well, it, it, it works if you're thinking that, okay, there's something sneaky going on. So, someone, some, someone's stopping to deal with all this. So it, it works on that level. True. And going back to the lore, Quark used the one-month anniversary of Odo's first date with Kira Norris as an opportunity to distract him. So I guess the biggest profit of the year is Quark distracting the lawman Odo. Right. And the, the stopping of the law, you know, we, we took a look at personnel that have law. You know, there again, it goes with Odo, but you also have your random support personnel, which does help with the opponent's choice if tie or none. Yeah, the if none is a little odd to me. I, I guess if you don't have any law, they just get to choose anybody they want to be stopped. Which, which is really powerful in and of itself. It is, because law is not exactly the most common skill in the world. Right, and I can't really see people shoving a law into their deck just to knock this out of the way. Right. Especially if it's a good law personnel, then that would almost be worse than, hey, you can stop some jobber who may or may not be useful later. Right. But, but after doing that really powerful thing, they could download and seed up to two of Ferengi Bug, Lockbox, Untrustworthy Associate, and Center of Attention. 
And what do these do? This is one of the reasons why I'm going to have a lot of difficulty with this challenge is I have to constantly refer back to what do these other cards do? Right, as, as opposed to Premier um, and then to a lesser extent, Alternate Universe and Q Continuum, you've just got boxes of in your drawers and you know, okay, impassable door that requires computer computers or that requires a skill that most people have and I'm not going to use it just because it's so stupid. But, um, center of attention is for security and hand weapon or quark, killing someone with treachery or greed. Um, Ferengi bug again goes for security in Odo or 3FCA. Um, if not, you play your hand exposed on the table face up. Untrustworthy associate, uh, cunning greater than 40 opponent places on ship or facility here. Uh, opponent's cards can beam on the facility or ship, nullify with for security. And arms deal stops acquisition, Vulcan, treachery, smuggling, maquis, and then it gives you five points if you have one of those. Right. Uh, right. Arms deal is on the next dilemma. Oh, right. Um, uh, it's lockbox. <laughs> unless greed is present, away team is stopped. Otherwise, score five points if you solve the mission this turn. Right, so what's the one skill that I never see on any of these dilemmas? Law. Mm, that could be a problem. Well, the security's on a couple of them, which, okay, security, law, I get that connection. I do, but I really think that this dilemma would have been better if, instead of stopping a law personnel, it stopped a security personnel, which would still go with Odo, and would more directly help some of the dilemmas that it downloads. Right. I mean, there are law personnel that don't have security. Right. And there's plenty of security personnel who don't have law. I right. Mean, it's a classification. So, there's, there's tons of it. And then lo looking at these dilemmas, I'm, I'm thinking lockbox may be a little overpowered just because you could place it at the end of the dilemma. You know, see who's there. You know, you have your two other dilemmas, you place this one there, and then some of these you could actually just completely mess over to the opponent, especially with that lockbox. Yeah, the lockbox would be great. Uh, well, I mean, you get your choice of, you know, which one do they face first of the two. So if they go with no law and you see their entire away team, and, oh, hey, there's that one guy with greed, stop. Well, now I get to stop everybody. <laughs> right. So, oh, Sorry, what were you saying? So that that's probably a pretty powerful one. Uh, probably the most powerful of the four, I would think. Right. Well, there, there could also be uses with your Romulan player with using Ferengi Bug, because if you could see their hand, you, you have access to a whole lot of hurt. That's true. Uh, center of attention, I think you could probably get enough people to be stopped, but then you would still, uh, of course, if there's a quark and there's a law there, you're not going to be able to stop quark, so they may still get around it. Right. Well, you could set up some of your other dilemmas to take care of quark. Right. Or, or you could just I not choose center of attention if quark is there. 
Well, you don't actually get to know if the opponent has law, though, because you only get to see the law personnel. Right. So that's... I mean, obviously you would pick Quark if they didn't have any law, but one law guy can mess that up. Right. On the other hand, that could also completely miss on, oh, you don't have treachery or greed. <laughs> Can't kill people you don't have. Right. And that dilemma discards anyway, so... I mean, this is one case where you might just stop it in your Dyson Sphere door, presuming you have the room, on the off chance that it'll hit. Right. I'd probably stop Lockbox and at least two of the others, and go with Lockbox, and whichever one of the others I think would be best at the time. Well, with Untrustworthy Associate, I, I can see that getting a little nasty if you get it to hit, which, late in the dilemma... You could probably get that to hit late in the mission attempt. Cunning, cunning greater than 40. Yeah, for security, they could probably drum up a little later on. But that'll be after you beam aboard their ship and do what you want. Yep. Fight them, battle them, capture them. They won't get for security if you just capture everybody. Right. And, and then we move on to Lust for Profit. So I'm noticing a theme here. Yes. <laughs> a greedy, underhanded theme, is it not? I believe it is, yes. Yeah, right. is. Your opponent may download and seed here Arms Deal or Lockbox, then place on mission. It's unique, so you can only get one of these out. Uh, each of those dilemmas here is not discarded if you fail to overcome it, but seated beneath mission to be encountered again. Yes. My biggest concern with that is if I fail one of those dilemmas, I now know it's next. And it went back underneath. So, less for profit can almost give your opponent 10 points. Because both Arms Deal and Lockbox have 5-point boxes. Right. Well, the, the other thing is they, they are things that you, you might not pass. Well, Greed, you might have, Greed you'll probably have in your deck. But Arms Deal is a fairly tough dilemma to... If, if you don't have those in your deck? Yes, it's very possible to not have one of those in your deck. I mean, that, that could conceivably lock someone out of the game. Or at least the mission. Uh, for three turns. This does have a countdown icon. Yes. And that, that, so, does, that does give you enough time to go to another mission, solve it, and then come back. So this dilemma is yes, you're risking giving your opponent points possibly versus possibly locking out mission Right. But spe speaking of cards with a countdown icon, we we come to up to no good. Hmm, I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah. 
Yes. The the scum and villainy, which oddly enough was kind of a theme with the prior challenge. So Up to No Good does have a countdown icon. It also downloads and seeds two dilemmas. Uh, you get your choice of arms deal, dangerous liaisons, or these bugs that I can never pronounce. <laughs> Each one of those dilemmas will first stop a greed personnel. Right. And in, in the case of Lockbox, that's a really good thing. That would be, but Lockbox was something else. Right. Um, although this, that does bring up one thing that I've noticed about uh, this entry so far. Uh, both Biggest Profit of the Year and Lust for Profit uh, mentioned Lockbox, and Up to No Good mentions Arms Deal, which was also mentioned by Lust for Profit. Right. And then later on we'll see that uh, those bugs come up again. So, uh, Team Spock was the only team, I believe, to start mentioning the same dilemma on multiple enhancers. Right, and they, not only that, I do believe that is fairly unique in the game as well. I don't think Shades of Grey had a lot of overlapping of that. Right, and I'm curious to see if that will hurt them in judging. You know, I think they went a bit far with the you know, pick this subset of dilemmas. Um, I can see it really hurting them because I wouldn't really want to use Up to No Good and Lust for Profit together. Right. Well, you, you also have the case of using two cards to enhance three cards. Or if you play your cards right, no pun intended, using two cards to help two cards. Which, you know, in that case, just make a brand new dilemma. Right. Uh, so that, that's a concern that I have with the entry overall. Right. And then, lo looking at the dilemmas that are specifically called out here, um, you know, Dangerous Liaisons outright requires treachery acquisition, two science and two security. Or Tide Ketchup, who is uh, block legal. Not that that really matters, because Dangerous Liaisons is not. Right. Uh, or you may nullify by discarding recruit mercenaries from hand. I, I don't see that as a huge issue at all. No, probably not. And then... Well, that's a pretty big wall there. Right. That, and and uh, greed personnel are more likely to have acquisition and vice versa. So stopping somebody there uh, really helps out with the first set of requirements. Right. Well, science and security, you could probably filter out with some other dilemmas. Right. And, and then you're filtering out the greed uh, with up to no good. So you can make probably a pretty good wall out of that. Right. And the bugs um, will just stop someone unless their cunning is greater than 15. Or they have a hypospray, which, let's face it, they probably won't. So one thing that I'm looking at here, I'm not sure that I'd really want to use any two of these together. I mean, I, I guess I could use the bugs to try to stop people so that they're not there for arms deal or dangerous liaisons. 
but there there's not a natural folding together. Uh, like one of the original uh, downloader dilemmas requires that you have a male and female personnel, and then you can download male self-interest and female self-interest. It, it kind of meshes together, and I'm not sure that that really happens with up to no good. Well, it's it's the you know ar arms deal that that's a pretty nasty thing. Dangerous liaisons are also a pretty nasty thing to get involved with, but the, these bugs that change the color of your skin? Not, not nearly as big of a threat there. Right. Uh, but just in terms of what I would want my opponent to face, you know, arms deal will likely stomp you. Then dangerous liaisons is a wall right behind it. it Right. I, I don't quite see how these three dilemmas quite go together. Yes. Because you're, you're downloading and seeding two of them. I mean, it, it seems like you'd only use two of them just to get that other greed to be stopped. Right. Yeah, I'd probably throw out, uh, throw out the bugs first to stop somebody. And maybe stop a couple other people. And then hit you with one of the walls. I mean, from from a meta standpoint, or so, sorry, that that's arms deal. Never mind. <laughs> Forget what I just said. <laughs> All right. So, enough of this plotting and scheme, or maybe not enough of plotting and scheming. Yes. Which is actually a hidden agenda incident. So we get non-dilemma enhancer. Right. The, the of dilemmas, but it's not itself a dilemma. And it, not, not only that, this, this I'm, I'm looking at this card, and this is a, a fairly complicated card to look at. <laughs> it is. It boosts dangerous liaisons and Ferengi bug center of attention and skull duggery another way, and common backroom a whole other way. Right. Uh, dangerous Liaisons and Ferengi Bug, we've both seen before in this entry. Right. Uh, as with Center of Attention. And uh, uh, and we'll see Skullduggery later. Right. So this goes back to the, you know, we, we picked a subset of Dilemmas, and we're sticking with that subset. Yes. And lo looking at this Dilemmas... Well, looking at Dangerous Liaisons and Ferengi Bug, you know, two, two science and two security you could probably drum up. Three science and three security is much tougher. Right, and we go up to four treachery. So, you're, well, I suppose if you're playing a treachery heavy deck, three or four is not that big of a difference. Right. But uh, the, the science and security side, that's definitely it. A huge change. Yes. The Ferengi bug, uh, possibly the bigger change than the requirements, although it does change those as well, is that also counts for the countdown icon. Yes, it does. That is a printed number on that card. Yes. Which is something that I'm, I'm not sure that the team took into consideration when they were writing. 
I'd be very interested if after the judging is complete, if that was intentional or not. Well, especially since there is room to put in every printed number that appears in game text. Right, they've got a line and a half left, so there's definitely some room to work there. Okay, given that the title of the card is Plotting and Scheming. Perhaps they meant for it to work that way. Yes. Alright, uh, for Center of Attention and Skullduggery, you actually have to get a kill off in order for it to do anything. Right. Well, Skullduggery, you've, you've got a fairly decent chance of it hitting. But um, Center of Attention, that, that for security is in play again, you know, enough people use Hand Weapon to make that less of a guaranteed hit. True. Um, of course, I suppose you could use this with the biggest profit of the year. So, you know, center of attention only costs kind of half of a seed slot there. Right. Uh, and then, gosh, <laughs> you could use the Ferengi bug for that too. Well, the the other thing is, you know, I'm I'm, I'm okay with bringing the power level of dilemmas up. But we, we've said before on this, capturing is a fate worse than death in yeah, this game. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This card, right, I'd probably use in a Cardassian deck. Right. Just the other day, uh, just now powerful when I managed to capture Gowron of Borg and put the Articles of Jurisprudence on him. Oh, dear. I still lost the game, but it was hilarious. That side note aside. Yes. Uh, uh, so this dilemma, or excuse me, this incident also, uh, once every turn, you may cause the random selection on your common thief or backroom dealings to, to be canceled and reselected. Uh, I'm really surprised to see backroom dealings on there. Uh, that card has technically been in the game for quite a while, but up until recently was a second edition backwards compatible card. Right. And the, the challenge was specifically to make older dilemmas new again. Right. And this one just became new again in and of itself. And frankly, I think it's pretty good the way it is. I don't know that it needs the boosting. Right. Well, the all three entries actually use some quote-unquote newer cards. And in fact, for some odd reason, one of the teams made an entry that was designed by Corbin, who's going to be guest judging this challenge. <laughs> we'll see if he notices. Yes. But yeah, backroom dealings is pretty good. The, the only reason why you'd want to reselect it is if you're either greedy or you just want to make that strength hit, even though it doesn't really require all that much strength. Yeah, so I guess somebody who had no strength and you really thought that getting somebody else would be helpful. Uh, or if you knew that they had a particular personnel in the mission attempt that you just really wanted to be dead. Well, not, not just that, but it's the random selection. So, Common Thief discards an equipment random selection. So if, if there's a unique equipment or an artifact that plays as an equipment, 
Yeah, that's kind of an odd way to push dilemmas. Yes. So, but, I mean, I guess that's good because background healings doesn't need that much of a boost. Right. <laughs> well, com yeah. com Common Thief looks pretty good, too. I mean, there, there, there are enough really awesome personnel that fit the criteria of cunning and strength less than 15 to make it worth doing, even in a Jem'Hadar Dominion deck. Right, but this is boosting the equipment portion of it, right. which may or may not happen in the first place. Yes, I see. And, and then we, we move into the two affiliated entries of the entire set of car of entries of entries yes um, so when I said that uh, this team went a different direction this is part of what I was talking about nobody else made any personnel well ma made any affiliated cards whatsoever right, no I remember in the after show for the last podcast when we were talking about making a ship that number one didn't have a lot of space to work with and number two you know, that make a Trillion ship and have that interact with the Trillion Plague ship dilemma, which we quickly realized was a bad, bad, bad idea. <laughs> and this is why we're not in the competition. Right. But um, e even with these two cards, you know, e even if no one uses the bugs or Skullduggery, they've, they've still got some decent personnel. Right. Nalik here has... Four different skills, including greed, which could be helpful against some of the uh, dilemmas that we've seen so far in this entry. Right. Well, with um, if you want to use that in combination with um, up to no good, wouldn't he be a greed personnel present? I'm sorry. With, with Nog and up to no good, if if they first stop one greed. And I've got Nog there for the bugs. He he's agreed to stop. He is. Hmm. So he may not actually want to face up to no good because you know, if you don't have any greed, there's no one to stop. Right. But one thing I noticed, and I'm again wondering if the des uh, designers thought about this at the time, the way he enhances the bugs which I still can't pronounce yes is he lets you play them as an interrupt if you're going to play the bugs as an interrupt you need to have them in your hand if you need to have them in your hand you need to not be running the Dyson Sphere door if you need to not be running the Dyson Sphere door you need to not be using the dilemmas that download dilemmas which means Nog doesn't work well with any of the dilemmas that they have in the century. Right. Yeah, as well as able to use him and those dilemmas. And let, let's face it, the, the bugs themselves really aren't all that great. I mean, the only reason to use them in multiples is if you're just hoping that you get the hoping that you get the stops that you want. Did I get to this time? Get this time. How about now? Um, that and I'm I'm not entirely sure how they work as an interrupt. That's 
if you took the text that's on those bugs and just put them on an interrupt, that would be a really weird interrupt. Well, not, not just that, but there, if you play it as an interrupt, there's just all sorts of weird timing things you could do. Right. Do they need to be in a mission? Can I play this at the start of your turn? Uh, you know, when can I really do this? I think they might have been better off letting or giving him the special download uh, and just naming the bolites. Hey, I can pronounce that word. Yes. <laughs> the first one I had trouble with. Um, but they gave him a special download naming the bolites, and then in parentheses as an interrupt. Right, like like they like what happened on Alhavar from Emissary. He he downloads the dilemma, then in parentheses may play as an event where present. Right, which is not a very common thing to have happen. It, it's happened a couple of times. Altabar, uh, there's a Kazon who downloads the Kazon bomb, so it, it's happened enough to where we know how it works. But it's still rare enough that it would be an interesting way to do it. Um, and I, I think having it as just the skill dot, you know, it makes it to where you don't want to use it with the Dyson spear. It creates timing issues. I, I'm not sure I really like that part. Right. And the, uh, uh, that that aside, th this is a pretty nifty personnel to use. I, I do like that it's you know early first early deep space nine nog. Yes, he is still illiterate at this. Point. He really went a long way from being an illiterate waiter to being a Starfleet ensign. Yes. But he, he, even without that, well, I, I do consider the term illiterate waiter. It, it is accurate, but I just, ju just style-wise, it, it just seems like a rude thing to say. Well, it, it was a, uh, a plot point, though, that he was illiterate uh, as far as getting the school set up. Right. I, 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 just, I, ju I just really don't so think it's a, it's a nice way to put it. <laughs> But um, he, he is a re really nice personnel that you'd want to put in your Ferengi or Deep Space Nine or your Quark Spar because he's a waiter. That's true. Uh, so that I, I think it's cool that they gave him the waiter keyword. I'm not sure how he takes orders. Well, fit figure he takes over when not when Rom isn't around or when his uncle throws enough stuff at him, he'll actually do something. But he can't write them down. Right. So, how does he remember it? Uh, weird things to think about. Yes. Well, spe speaking of weird things and keywords, now I'm looking at Rao Vantica, and shouldn't he be genetically enhanced? That's a good point. I mean, I, I, I did, there, there is a novel that specifically addresses the Bashirs, you know, early in Deep Space Nine, he's hiding his status as genetically enhanced, but the Julian Bashir we had from Emissary that was specifically related to the Armageddon game episode mentioned that he was genetically enhanced. Right, the fact that he's not showing it doesn't mean that he isn't genetically enhanced. Right. Well, they, they, they could just get rid of Point Brilliant, put in Genetically Enhanced, and there you go. Right. Uh, Thiefu, who transferred his consciousness into the Genetically Enhanced 
human body of Julian Bashir. Well, that that that's another issue I have with this card. It's it's called Rao Vantica, but there are at least three personnel in the game, or th- three personnel in the Star Trek universe that could have that moniker. Uh, well, you see his corpse, or I guess his corpse when you first see it, uh, and then Julian Bashir himself. Uh, who would the third person be? Um, oh, I, I might be misremembering and specifically thinking of that other per- the other personnel that was the guard. Uh, Ty Kachata, I believe. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. They thought that she might be Rayo Ventica, who I swear when they were saying that in the episode, I thought his name was Ray, and no yes. initial O, because of the way they were pronouncing it. Um, yeah. But they thought that she was Rayo Ventica, uh, but really it was Bashir the whole time. Well, it, it was Bashir this time. I, I just think that Rayo Vantica is better represented as a non-personnel, kind of like the Bluegills are. I think it's probably a, a good way to look at it. Also, Julian Bashir appears to be in italics here, so um, that makes him not actually Julian Bashir, right? Well, it, it makes him an infiltrator to impersonate Julian Bashir and a persona. And a persona. Right. It's, it's, I, it's italicized because he's infiltrating, and it's in bold because it's a persona. Me- meaning some people might actually confuse him with the mirror universe Julian Bashir. Right. Who is a whole other old italicized Julian Bashir. Yes. Uh, the Wonders of one e Will yes. they never... Well, not not just that, but um, th- this personnel is also the commander of the Rio Grande. Despite not being the same affiliation as the Rio Grande. Well, unless he's infiltrating. And I, I do like that he does, that he is not aligned and has the Federation, the Federation. infiltration icon. Nice contrast to the uh, previously entered uh, non-aligned infiltration icon for the, uh, not the Obsidian Order, the other intelligence people. Yes. You know about. <laughs> and um, as far as the one thing on the card that specifically relates to this challenge, um, Im- impacting Skullduggery, doubling those effects... So it's now two personnel present. Random selection are killed. Only stopped twice if they have treachery, acquisition, greed, smuggling, or integrity less than five. Yes. And I, I, I honestly didn't think that Skullduggery needed all that much to begin with. No, and he makes it to where you will absolutely get two people out of the mission attempt. Right. Whether they're stopped or whether they're killed. They are going away. Yes. Or they're being captured. Right. Like, because I could see running him with plotting and scheming. Yeah, I could see that happening very easily. Plus, this is a really nice personnel. You know, two classifications. Two classifications, computer skill, often useful, especially on DS9 personnel. Uh, and so, bio isn't too shabby either. Right. If he's infiltrating, does he become Federation for purposes of other cards? 
Yes, he does. Separation with treachery. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Not sure if that's a good thing to give your opponent, but it's a thing. Yes. Well, if they're running a deck that could could take advantage of that, I just not infiltrate with him. That's true. He and he's still a good person without that. Uh, he can download Computer Crash. Loads of good skills. Like you said, two classifications, nine cunning. He he's worth the card play. Yeah. Yes, he is. Is. Very stockable. I'm just not considered this is a good card here. Right. Uh, well, that was Team Spock. Right. So we can move on. Uh, should we move on to Riker or should we go on to the more similar DS9 Kira entries? Well, if we go to Kira, that'll have a bunch of people online stumbling through entries and cursing our names out. So, by all means, let's go on to Kira. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Kira, the uh, team that really likes Brad, or vice versa. Yes. Well, the, the other thing it lacks is property logos. Yes, there is no Brad. There's no uh, property logos on any of these, but um, I'm guessing they're all supposed to be DS9. Well, they're, they're all supposed to be Deep Space Nine, but they, they called a lot of these cards, well, half the entries are called Shades of Grey. They are, but uh, the original challenge specifically said that they wanted Shades of Grey to be uh, loosely enough interpreted that it could apply to other kind of borderline activities. Right. But I, and I, I could easily see the designers or creative just coming up with some really awesome Deep Space Nine way to deal with this. And give it a different uh, title. Right, a, a different title and subtitle theme. I, I, just, I think for the purposes of uh, this entry, they're okay with Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's one of those things that all let slide. There's not a whole lot, but there are things that all let slide. So, so let's start out with some fun. Come to Quarks. Quarks is fun. Don't walk, run. Don't walk, run. <laughs> uh, so we're continuing with the Quark theme. And we can download Arms Deal, Lockbox, Skullduggery. I think I've seen this card before. Yes. Or Vendetta in each of those first stops of treachery. Yeah, Vendetta is the first one that was not also used by Team Spock. Uh, I suppose that's a good thing for both teams because it means that they're thinking along the same lines of what dilemmas need to be boosted. Well, I, I recall there was one time in college that I was giving a speech on Monday after someone had given a very similar speech on Friday to the point that I could see him accusing me of plagiarism. So so it's either really good that they were thinking along strange lines or really bad. Mm. Well, we'll let the judging decide. Yes. But I'm lo looking at Vendetta. It requires law. Which is not something you see a whole lot of. 
ironically, Team Spock had the dilemma that the law personnel. Yes. Which would have been perfect for Vendetta, but then they didn't use it. Um, whereas this dilemma stops a treachery personnel, which you know could hurt you with arms deal, could hurt you with uh, lockbox if that treachery personnel had greed. Uh, that's a fairly common combination. Right. Um, it would be helpful with Skullduggery, definitely, because you know, if you got any treachery, that's one less personnel who would only be stopped by it. So I, th I think that in this case, there's a lot of cohesion between what the dilemma does to enhance the other dilemmas and the dilemmas that are downloaded. Right. And, and Vendetta's kind of there. Except for Vendetta, which I really wish the two teams could have just switched that Vendetta to Team Spock, put something else here. Um, but overall, you have three dilemmas that I would probably consider downloading with this that all deal one way or another with treachery. Plus, uh, even, plus your opponent it. stops. Your opponent gets to choose which treachery is stopped. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yes, it is. So, in in design, it's kind of similar to some of the stuff that we saw in Team Spock, but I think in execution, this particular dilemma is is a little bit better. Uh, a, a little bit better with execution, but on the other hand, it it does hammer you if you don't have a lot of treachery in your deck. That's true. Uh, but then again, if you don't have much deck you kind of get out of the extra stop from this dilemma itself. Right. So, kind of a trade-off there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is a really good meta card. Yeah, if you're seeing a lot of Federation, uh, which just doesn't have that much treachery, uh, or anything else that doesn't have too much treachery, that, that's probably a pretty good card to use. Right. And, and then looking with Ibudan's Revenge. Um, for, first off, it stops a security, probably your most cunning one. And probably. then you can download Angry Mob, Assassin's Blade, Frame for Murder, or Hate Crime. From a story perspective, that all makes perfect sense. Uh, Angry Mob, Assassin's Blade, Frame for Murder, Hate Crime, Ibadan. I think all of these came from the same episode. Yeah, th th this is a, in, in terms of just sheer dilemma selection, this is a really good card overall. And then, well, a Angry Mob specifically kills Security or a Shapeshifter. But you just stopped one of them. Right. Well, that was the security they had, you kind of messed up the uh, mob there. Yes. And the the um, security theme is also prevalent in Assassin's Blade. Right, which specifically can't kill shapeshifters. Right. So that's an interesting uh, thing to put into a downloader dilemma. You have one dilemma that specifically kills shapeshifters, and one dilemma that specifically doesn't kill shapeshifters. Right. So you could stock both of them in your Dyson Sphere 
And depending on whether or not you're playing against Dominion, or if you think your opponent has Odo, you can pull out which effort dilemma would be more effective. Right. And and then frame frame for murder and hate crime are kind of there. With with really not requiring security at all. Well, frame frame for murder is nullified by law, which your security personnel may or may not have. So we can go back to that wall. Right. I don't know what it is. Um, Hate crime, again, it it makes sense as far as the episode's concerned because uh, Odo was the only changeling. Uh, But it doesn't really go with the security theme. Right. Well, plus, hate crime is a little more situational. Like, you, you, you could tell when your opponent's playing cards whether or not hate crime is a good thing to pull out of your dice and sphere door or not. That's true. And that that's something that I really like in a downloader dilemma is, you know, I've got these options. Some of them are going to be decent against anything. Some of them are only going to be good against certain things. So I can put them in and use them if they're going to be good or get something else if they're not. Right. Well, you mentioned that Angry Mob and Assassin's Blade do kind of tie together. So do Frame for Murder and Hate Crime. Because they, they both stop personnel from using skills, in one case, staffing ships. That's true. Now, that personnel cannot use skills or staff ships. That personnel may not use any of its skills. So you might uh, throw both of those in there and uh, put something that requires a bunch of skills behind them. Right. And the, the only thing is, um, Frame for Murder and Hate Crime are, are pretty good on their own. They are, and then if you can put them back to back, they just get even better. Right. Uh, well, that's it for the downloader dilemmas. And right. we move on to the Shades of Grey. Yes. The first one we have is Extinction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm dead. Yes. Um, ch- changing random selections to number one, your choice, and number two, affecting one additional personnel. So, <laughs> do, do I get two choices? Uh, that sounds like to me. Which, again, is, you know, taking dilemmas that aren't that great and pushing them above the threshold of dilemmas that are good. Absolutely. Misguided activist. The the random selection on that, you, you don't even have to have any... Uh, I mean, it's automatic. <laughs> yes. And you you can specifically target not one, but two command icon personnel. Yeah, and try to get it to where they're killed and not stopped. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Flaxy and Assassin, killing two people. Yeah, well, two, two people. personnel or four. Well, six. Well, three. No. Three. Three. <laughs> two, six, three, sir. Eighteen, twenty-five. Hut, hut, hut. 
Uh, no, if, you would get three kills out of Flaxian Assassin if you have a Talshiar in play. Um, which, hey, why not? Yeah. Well, especially with cards that let you select a skill. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- this could get bad. <laughs> and that, that's not even considering Ferenki Locator Bomb. This could get bad really quickly. Yes. You could build... Yeah. Yeah, let's combine this with Armus, too. Just kill everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with, you know, three people in my mission dying. Four is okay. Five to six, I'm like... Let's just call it. Yeah, so when they say... They're, they're really not joking on this one. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what else I can say about it. Yeah, um, and mo- moving on to frustration, ironically enough. Um, no, I'm pretty sure the previous one was frustration. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, the title, yes. Yes. Well, this, 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 ironically, this actually does seem a little more of a dilemma than anything else. Because you, you can still get by the dilemmas of dangerous thieves on difficult disposal, fly by the seat of your pants, and dupes. But, but not only are they stopped, they're stopped until the end of your next turn. So you basically get two turns of stoppage out of them. Yes, which is something that very few dilemmas do. Right. It, it's something that I'm not a huge fan of because it creates a little bit of bookkeeping and you have to remember next turn, oh, hey, this guy still stopped. Yes. Or, or have your opponent remind you which is not the best method of remembering? No, <laughs> it's not. Um, and I, I think it's a little bit easier when you've got something like uh, the, um, the communique that stops one person for two turns. Because right. that's just one person. Uh, but with this, you've got several different possibilities of people to be stopped. Yeah, not, not just that, but with stopping them for two turns, you could lock someone out of a mission for a couple turns. Absolutely. If, if you were wise in where you put those dilemmas so that the ones that have skills... For your opponent's missions are at those missions that could get pretty frustrating yeah well I, I I do like that there's different avenues you could go I mean there, there are reasons to stock all four cards in your Dyson Sphere door I don't like that half of these are two months old yeah I think that's probably in response to a lot of people I uh, think that cards like Flat by the Sea of Your Pants were really made with lock in mind, and aren't that good in complete. And right. this gives you a reason to use them in the complete version of the game. Whether that's a good idea or not, well, we'll let judging decide. Well, it's, I, I think it's a good idea. I'm just not a whole fan of the execution. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely, they don't qualify as older dilemmas right. by any stretch of the imagination. The, the, the newest cards in the game don't qualify as older dilemmas? No, shockingly, they don't. Um, 
I hate doing poison. Yes. No. And then, um, looking at Shades of Grey Guile, um, it, it adds science and physics to aphasia device, isolinear puzzle, navigational hazards, and Orion syndicate bomb. So, really just making them harder. Um, yeah, but I, I like that science and physics you'll probably have somewhere in your deck. Probably. And there's a good chance that in any given attempt you'll have one or the other. Right. Maybe both. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel that in the spirit of this challenge, this doesn't shut your opponent down, but it, it does slow them down if their cards haven't come up right. Right. Uh, it, it really does enhance these elements in this case. It makes them a little bit better, not, you know, not like Extinction where you get to kill everybody. And, and not like Frustration where you need to play a shell game and just t take an extra ten minutes figuring out how you want to stop these personnel. Yeah, so of the three shells, this one's probably the most executed. Right. So I'd, I, I, honestly, I'd, I'd have to give this card a thumbs up. I would too. <laughs> and then, then we we go on to Chula the short path. Uh, Chula is a different than anything else so far. Yeah, well, I, I I like the idea of enhancing Chula dilemmas, but um, what once per game per card title? Drawing up to three cards. I think that might actually be a mistake, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I recall correctly, the card title is anything before the colon. Yeah, well, it, if it's just a one-time draw, you know, one time for every Chula Dilemma, regardless of everything after the colon, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Because you, if, if you're good enough at seeing where your opponent will attempt a mission, in what order, you could get a decent draw later on. When, when, when your other draw engines start to fizzle out. But if it's every time there's a Chula card encounter that's a new one, you draw three cards, th that's nine cards per mi for a mission attempt. Yeah, and I think that's the way that they intend it, but the way it's worded, I think it actually works the first way. That the first time you face a Chula Dilemma, you get three draws, and that's it. Well, they, they, they could have just done that by once per game when your opponent faces a Chula Dilemma, drop to three cards. Which is why I think that they don't mean for it to do what it actually says it does. Right. That, 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 is, that is a much better way to go. Right. Uh, so, this can seed or play on Quark's Bar or on the Wadi planet, which is a brand new planet. Right. Uh, in addition to the draws, the Chula Dilemmas will stop a non-aligned personnel. So, so these personnel that you have a couple of in your deck to shore up the skills are going to be stopped. Uh, which, you know, if they're important enough for you to include just for their skills, 
you're probably not going to be happy that they're getting stopped. Right. Plus, there is enough non-aligned hate in the game that this really is a little too much. Probably so. And and then you get to uh, basically, even though this seeds, it doesn't really cost you a seed slot because you also get to go download a Tula Dilemma. Right, and if you're seeding it beneath any mission, I could stop you mid-mission attempt, place Absolutely. it in there to be encountered, draw my three cards, stop an online personnel, stand up, point at you, and laugh at you mockingly. Well, the tournament director may not appreciate that last part. Right. <laughs> but everything else is totally legal. You can wait till your opponent has cleared out all the dilemmas, let them go, say, I'm going to send down the people with just the mission requirements to attempt this mission. And no. Yeah, ironically, I would have liked this card better if it were several different cards. I agree with that. Um, And it still could have all dealt with Chula Dilemmas and could have made a, a whole entry based on that. Yeah, well, Chula Dilemmas, most of them run the gamut of, yeah, I'd rather use something else. They're a little harder to use effectively, except for that one, which is pretty powerful. Uh, Chula the Dice, I think, is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of randomness in... A lot of the Chula dilemmas. Yes, the game actually, which is good for someone that says, "You know what? Screw it. I'm not good at skill counting. I'll just, I'll just put stuff down and hope it stops you." Yay! <laughs> ah. So overall, uh, I I think I like Team Kira a little bit better than Team Spock. Um. Not 100% sure about this Chula Dilemma, and Extinction is... But as far as the downloader dilemmas, I think they did a little bit better of a job of making sure... That that it was older dilemmas and stuff that you may not use unless there's a reason to use it. Right, and actually having the the dilemma that the download match up with the dilemmas that they download. Right. Yeah, overall there, there is more cohesion in this entry. Well, the the other entry was better cohesive in that it only worked with a dozen or so dilemmas. But this one just seems a little more traditional with what you'd expect for bringing back older cards and making them good again. Right. Uh, Well, since we skipped it, that leaves us with Riker. No, we're ending the podcast now! Okay. Fine, we'll, we'll go ahead with Team Riker, just so I don't get any mail and letters or complaints. Uh, yeah, I would hate to have Deanna Troy email you something. Uh, I, I would love for her to email me something, but le- le- let's not go there right now. Moving on. Please. Yes. Um, um, so, career paths. Uh, in, in terms of cohesion... This team definitely had one idea going forward. Let's make all of our cards relate to it and did not deviate from that. Yeah, well, the, the other thing is I'm, I'm thinking of card images with these cards, and if, if they would just get rid of those card logos, 
just make it the CCG logo, and then just use the command icon from TOS, the engineering, you know, the, the icons that we associated with those departments, just use those on those cards. The You know, Art would have fun with it, us people that like the genre would think of it as an awesome nostalgia. You know what? AIs. Yes. AIs perfect for that. Because I can see it both ways. I can see uh, what you were just talking about, but I can also see, you know, Career Path Command having you know, Picard standing up there talking to Riker, and, um, you know, engineering having Miles O'Brien tinkering with something. You know, I, I can see all this. Well, I, I can see a whole set of command. You know, I, I know people will clamor down our doors if there's no Kirk there. That's true. I am. Um, I I don't see a lot of people doing writing petitions to get a Janeway or an Archer on here. No. Well, but, but come, come on, engineering it needs to have Scotty. That's true. I I can see that. Yeah. But but mm-hmm. but car, card images aside. Especially since they're all gray right now. Yes. <laughs> Details. Well, we'll uh, might as well start with Career Path Command, which um. Has your drumhead important guess or lineup dilemma first stop one officer, and that 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 actually is well your choice, meaning it's my card, so it's actually you encounter it and I get to stop an officer my choice. Right, the the person who encounters. Right, and as, as we learned with challenge one, officer is really common. Yes, yes. So, not the person who encounters it. The person, you're right, because this is an event, not the dilemma. Right. So, it's the person who played this event who gets, that changes things. Yes, it, it does a whole lot, especially since they kind of do either pick of the litter, and the stop happens first. So, your, your important guess, which can, um, randomly stop a officer security, you could knock one off right there. Right. Uh, yeah, you're a VIP or a civilian. Yeah, if you... Well, there's probably not going to be any uh, officer VIPs or civilians. Right. <laughs> kind of goes against what a VIP or civilian is. Um, but, yeah, you could get an officer of security, and if you back that up, with, um, or if you, you get somebody who has officer or perhaps even officer and security, um, either way, if you back that up with something else that requires officer or security, you can make that more likely to hit. Well, the, the other thing is, with, with important guests, it is a pretty good card in and of itself. I mean, you, you need VIP or classification civilian to get past it, and then you get to stop someone. <laughs> right, bad things happen. One of the things that you have to have to get past it. Whereas um, drumhead and lineup, you really don't don't require you to have an officer present. That's true, but uh, drumhead, you know, John Luke Picard is well known for being an officer and a gentleman. So he he would be a good one to stop uh, prior to you know that dilemma needing. John Luke Picard. Plus, let, let's face it, with the TNG block, everyone has a Picard. 
Yes. Everyone. <laughs> Even the Romulans. Yes. Um, dude, I'm disappointed that they didn't reprint Galen just so that uh, even the non-aligned personnel could have a Jean-Luc Picard. Yes. Uh, and then with, with lineup, you you really need to choose either low integrity or high integrity just to increase your odds. Right. But I suppose that person is the, forming the lineup, not or the person saying, hey, you guys all line up. Not the person who's actually in the lineup. Right. See, but that goes back to you need a TOS image. <laughs> well, the, remember, lineup is a TN is a Deep Space Nine episode. That's well. It, that uh, that particular scene also appeared in the TOS version of that episode. Yes. Um, uh, ho- hold on, I've I've got a nosebleed. Oh, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> All right. Uh, so career We're path moving on to something less complex in engineering of a starship. That that is less complex in temporal mechanics, and probably about the only thing that is less complex than. Yes. Um, career path engineering stops engineer on dilemmas that'll require your engineer. Well, glad they uh, checked. What about all of the our engineer? Uh, and and they did uh, specify overcome or nullify, right? Which is because uh, isolinear puzzle you can nullify with engineer, right? But that that does give uh, your opponent kind of a, a choice of when to stop the engineer. Yeah, well, isolinear puzzle is is again one of those dilemmas that you're probably not going to use just because your opponent will probably have the two engineer, and there there's no way to get rid of the isolinear puzzle. Without those two engineers, right. So this kind of changes it. Stop those two, uh, or if you're lucky, reduce the range by four. Right. And, and the weapons, but let's be honest: the the range is probably the important part there. Yes, especially since there are a lot of viable affiliations that have low range ships. Patrons. The Shawans with low range ships. Yes. Uh, the, um, sorry, I, I was trying to think, could actually get around with just a tricorder and no engineer. Uh, but that's true for NVIDIUM leak, that leak as well. You could get around it without using any engineer. Right. So. Well, the, the other thing, too, is there, there's quite a gap between Alien Labyrinth, which is from Ultra Universe, the second set to come out, and Invidium Link, which is a couple sets ago. That's true. In in in, I can't pronounce this. Invidium Link, leak. Maybe I can't pronounce. Yeah. Well, I I understand you're having problems with the hard to pronounce word. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it, it has a lot more requirements to get around it in the first place. Right. So that, that brings up a question of if this boosts both Nvidium Link 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 Yes a, that card and also Alien Labyrinth, which needs a whole lot more boosting, why would I use Alien Labyrinth over Nvidium Link still? 
Well, I can't imagine that a lot of players stock tricorders. I mean, there, there is that one generic tricorder, which is in block. But I, I can see a lot of people not choosing to put a tricorder in their deck. That's a good point. So they may be forced to go here, whereas we'll have some medical or physics somewhere in their deck. Right. All right. And then uh, the field generator... Um, there's so many miracle workers in the game. So three is a good possibility there. Also, those two miracle workers are engineers. Yes. So the fact that they might not be using engineer doesn't stop them from being stopped because they are engineer personnel. Right. Well, I also like that it helped fixes the track sense with the field generator because it, it took O'Brien a good episode to figure out how to solve that particular dilemma. And then, um, looking at Career Path Medical, this, this is the only card in this entire entry, in this entire challenge, that remembers the board. The who now? Because, I mean, oh, I... The, the Borg, yes. Uh, by tripling any red glowy icon thing, I know it has a name, I don't care. Defense. On aphasia device, invasive procedures, and Vantica's neural pathways. I'm a little bit surprised that Ray O. Vantica in the Team Spock entry didn't do anything with Vantica's neural pathways. Yeah, and I, I imagine I'll get a lot of hate mail with why did I include Vantico's Neural Pathways in that entry with the images that you're seeing on your screen right now. Alright, so, aphasia device quarantines the ship. Uh, and this, this adds one to all of the skill requirements, so you end up needing three medical and three biology. Which is a, a tougher set, which is a tougher sell than, you know, what, what, one you can probably drum up, two you can do, three is starting to push it. Right. At, at least biology and tend to be on the same types of personnel. Um, so, you know, three people who have both is plausible, but it's likely that, you know, Somebody's going to die. Yes. Or rather, everybody's going to die. Yes, which is much more preferable. <laughs> and um, uh, also with the Borg, this is this is a really tough one to overcome with having three personnel in a mission attempt. Because remember, they can only scout one at a time unless they use something funky. Borg always use something funky. Yeah, yes, they do. do. Do they want to use it to get rid of that card, or do they want to use it for something that they have literally no chance of passing? And the, the other thing I really like about this card is it, does, it, it deals with medical, but it doesn't specifically mention the word medical anywhere on it at all. On, uh... Like, the, the, the other four cards specifically mention the classification. This one doesn't have the word medical on it other than the title. Oh, right. The career path medical. Yes. 
Sorry, I thought you meant one of the dilemmas that modified. Look, they all say medical. Yes. <laughs> That's the point. Yes. But you're right. The, um, the career path command, which obviously deals with officers, says officer. Engineering says engineer. This one does not actually say medical, but still definitely boosts medical dilemmas. Right. And then we, we have these sciences, which um, do, do something that none other, not only none of the other entries do, but no other card in the game does with um, have point boxes reduced to zero. Right. There are some point boxes that are already zero, but I don't know of anything that reduces point boxes to zero. And the, the one thing I like about point box dilemmas are they, they really are a gamble. You know, your opponent has to do something to score those points. Right, and this kind of takes away the gamble in that your opponent can't score those points. But on the other hand, it also takes away the possibility of you self-seeding and you know, getting some kind of free points. Right. Well, if, if you're self-seeding for free points, there's tons of other cards you could put in to do so. Right, but if, if you're using uh, these dilemmas, like suppose that you have a shared mission or a mission uh, that's universal and you go to try to steal it, you're not going to end up getting your own points because you, it affects whoever uh, overcomes it. Right. And st stopping one science personnel, if, if these are all in a row, that, that can get nasty. Uh, let's see, Nanites discard this dilemma, so you would keep going. No, you wouldn't keep going. Right. You fail the unless. Yeah, all all three of these have either have an unless or are to get passed. So you you would end up stopping one science three times, I think. Yes. Rather than stopping science rather than stopping three science. Yeah, and, and again, all these dilemmas... Well, Odo's cousin technically doesn't require science. Right. Uh, it, in fact, it makes the science not matter at all because you don't want... Them. There's no reason to leave the science behind now. Yes. Mm. That's kind of a, a fail on the, the connect there for making sense. Well, if, if, if this card did either or, it would be a winner. You know, either have the point boxes reduced or stop one science. I'd, I'd be okay with more, more so the science than the point boxes, but both together. Yeah, I think that gets a little... It, yeah, it, because it's the interaction of those two that really makes you not want to stop a science for Odo's cousin. I'm really wondering if there was another dilemma they wanted instead of Odo's cousin that wasn't really working, and they they just stuck in Odo's cousin just to get something there last minute. Yeah, they searched. Oh, what are all the science in the, the text? Here's one, but uh, it doesn't require science in the way that you would normally think it does. Yeah, it it, it just feels like something is forcing a theme onto a card as opposed to a theme that just comes up organically. Right, whereas I think the, the other two, the Mennonites and the Subspace Fracture, are, are the, of the or 
Right. And and then apparently moving on to the final career path that exists in Star Trek. Security. And we go back to hate crimes and all the activists. Yes, and we throw in some kidnappers and a security precaution. Why not? They definitely sound like related things, even though hate crime doesn't actually require security. Right. So it doesn't matter that one of the security personnel is stopped. Well, offhand, I, I can't imagine a lot of security personnel that you choose to stop with this. I mean, you're, um, obviously you're not going to choose Odo. Well, it's a, this one is a random selection, unlike the officer one. Oh, right, right, right. So, so you, you hope you don't get Odo. Well, if, if you're... Oh, yeah, because there's no way to download... This isn't a downloader. So your, your hate crime is going to be either hit or miss. Right. Um... See kidnappers, uh, female, and maybe captured by opponent's security present, but not necessarily your security. Yeah, in fact, necessarily not your security. Yes, good point. <laughs> um, then we have the misguided activist again, where you might accidentally select a command personnel who has security before you get to hit them with misguided activists. And yes. then security precautions. Oh, where'd you put security precautions? I, I don't think I put security... Sorry, I don't think my yeah. unpaid intern, who I will soon be firing, yes, I'm talking to you, don't pretend that I'm not, didn't put security precautions in here. So let let me waste my valuable time actually going and looking this up. Ah. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I, I will reiterate that hate crimes, kidnappers, and misguided activists don't really want the security stop before you hit them or, or don't relate to them specifically. Um, so based on those three alone, I would say this is probably the weakest um, as, as far as quality of entry of the career path events. Well, security precautions is from the Q Continuum. Um, in order to pass it, you need three security, which this incre which stops one ahead of time. So you effectively need four. Or a disruptor phaser android. Or Janice Mannheim. So I imagine people will probably be looking for their security, which three security is pr pretty far up there as it is. Right, and then to stop a security personnel before that, um, which may be two of your security if they've got the classification and the skill, that that could be painful. Yes, that that's the one you would want to use with this. So that's. I'm going to maintain this is the weakest of the five career paths as far as design is concerned. Well, th thankfully, you, you could stick all five of them in your deck and download it with for the uniform. That's true. Uh, you can seed four of them and download one with, with uh, for the uniform as you see that. 
Uh, granted, that would take five of your seed slots, but you could do it. Well, no, because for, for the uniform, downloads one, and then you can suspend play to download another. Ah, uh, so you only uh, see three of them. So it'll take four seed slots total. Right. Or, depending on your dilemma pile, because I, I, I do like the versatility with this. This this card really makes this entry feel cohesive. It really does. It, it gives them a reason to be career path events. Sorry, the, uh, for the uniform doesn't actually download a second career path. It lets you download a dilemma related to the career path. Oh, right. So you can, um, much like with the last entry, you can wait till they've gotten past all of these dilemmas, suspend play, and then go get a dilemma. But honestly, your opponent's going to know it's coming at that point. Right. Because they, at that point, the career path has to be face up. So they know what your options are at that point. Yes, it, th that is more of sticking the nail in the coffin when your opponent's down. I really can't imagine this making a huge difference mid-dilemma or mid-mission attempt. Right, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't waste it early on. I'd make them fight through all the other dilemmas and then give them that for security, uh, security precautions. Yes. But I, I, I do really like how it also opens up the doors for other career paths. You know, may, maybe even a career path VIP. Can't, can't imagine a career path civilian. Um, sure, career path artisan or that deals with the limits. Yes. But there, there are ways, you know, in, in terms of a legacy... This really does open itself up more so than any of the other entries to having some continuity and additional things beyond this entry. Right, I could see three years from now going back and sticking in, you know, a career path that was kind of forgotten. That you know, oh hey, we we can boost, like I said, the VIP ones or, or what have you. And you know, you could definitely do it. Career path politician. Right. Well, career path diplomacy. Yeah, career path diplomacy. Oh, and then you could have Alexander Rojinko uh, from the future on there. Or, or you could just have nine images of awesome diplomats. <laughs> that could work, too. <laughs> All right, so Team Riker, Team Kira, Team Spock. Which do you give your gold star to? I would give them a gold star to Team Riker. I think as an overall entry, it has the most cohesion. It definitely feels like a, a unified entry. Um, it, it feels like one person could have designed this. Like, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Some of the others, I feel like you can tell one person designed this card and one person designed this card. Sometimes they're kind of working cross-purposes. This really had to be designed at you know all together right with, with, with the caveat that i did like the personnel that are in team spock i i do say that th this really does feel cohesive it, it this actually works all together right um i will give team spock on the creativity 
or actually you know, going for, for personnel. Um, but I, I think they lacked a little bit on execution. I think Kira was a little bit better on the execution for those types of dilemmas. But then Riker just went a completely different way, and I think that really stood out. Yeah, not, not not to knock the other three entries, they they were pretty pretty solid choices. But Team Riker really is heads and above, sh- showing what really awesome cohesiveness and teamwork you can do when you have a really strong selection working together. Right, and, and this really felt like something that I I could see being in a set, or or even in a block that's released over time, where you start off with the career path and one or two of them. And then maybe one or two in the next set, and and eventually get them all released. So I, I think this is definitely the best of the three. Yeah, but I mean, there there is room for another Armist dilemma. There is room for another Chula dilemma. But you you could release just a couple of them in one set, or even like the referee icons, just release career path ahead of time, and then eventually come out with a for the uniform. That's true, yes. That that could work as well. So you could have it work exactly like Shades of Grey for now and then come out with the For the Uniform. Well, the, so, side note, I feel the For the Uniform is a horrible title just because it's more associated with the Maquis than with Career Paths. Well, hmm. Unless, unless it's... That, but, but I think... It's in reference to, you know, we have a red uniform for command and a yellow uniform for engineering or a blue-green uniform for medical and so on and so forth. Right. Well, I, yeah. I could see them as yeah. doing this, you know, for the Empire or for the group or for the Insignia. You know, there, there, are, there are ways the creative can get around the title that's specifically linked to one particular storyline. That's true. All right, so I, I do believe that wraps us up. I believe it does. I think our longest podcast to date. Yes. If you've been listening to us for the past hour and a half and you haven't given birth to us, you are really geeky and you are awesome. And we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. So, so in conclusion, I'm Ross, Faithful Reader for Tell. I'm Nathan from Julia Miracle. Thank you very much for listening. Awesome super thanks to Corbin for putting this on the iTunes. And catch us next time. Goodbye and good luck.